This call is being recorded. Okay. All right. So, um, as I said, we're talking about identity, and um, and I I started off by saying that uh, there was this man, there's this man of God, a well-known man of God. He um, preaches all across the world, right? And um, basically, he gave like a challenge. He said, I give a $100 bill, whoever can t- tell me 10 scriptures, 10 scriptures, and repeat uh, 10 scriptures to me, uh, whatever verses, it could be anywhere in the Bible, but 10, ver- 10 scriptures in the Bible that you can quote and you don't miss a beat, right? And he said, you can win this $100. He said, out of all thousands of churches, he preached that. He said that not one person has been able to meet that challenge. And when I heard that, so, he, of course, you know, he's not going to let the, the ministers, you know, and the pastors and people, you know, uh, do that, you know, do the challenge because they already know that they preach it every Sunday, you know. But um, but the thing is, um, when when um, when I heard that, and myself, myself and my wife, when we heard that, it really showed us the condition of the church today. Here it is. The Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 6, the word of God, uh, it says it in Ephesians chapter six, through seven, six, chapter six, verse ten to um, seventeen, that the word of God is is as a sword. And in Matthew chapter four, you'll read and see how Jesus, um, Jesus, he um, when the devil came to him, the only thing Jesus used to attack the devil was with the word of God. So that shows the importance of the word. You cannot defeat the enemy. You cannot get any victory in your life without the Word of God, but yet the church today is not interested in studying, memorizing the Word of God. So when situations come, they'll know what to do. So it explains why we have this identity issue in the body of Christ today. Why you talk to certain people and you say, you know, hey, how do you know that you're saved? They say, I go to church. They don't give you any scripture from the Word of God and they don't give you Romans ten nine that says if you um if you uh 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 confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that you shall be saved. They don't quote the scriptures in the word of God and show in the word of God why they believe that they're saved. So this is what this uh message comes uh comes really really it doesn't it 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 it, it comes from that issue but at the same time, it's just a reminder of how important it is to know your spiritual identity. So, so, um, so, so spiritual identity, right? We're going to start up with uh, 20, Galatians 2.20. This is what it says. I have, now Paul is speaking, right? Paul the apostle. He says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So the life I now live in the body, I live because of the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul recognized that when he got saved, his life that he used to live, he no longer lives it. The life that he now lives, he understands that the life I'm now living is, is, through, the, is, through, having, is through the faith of the gospel through the son of God. That's the reason why I'm living now. I'm not living the way I used to live. I'm not thinking the way I used to think. 
all that stuff, I, I, I let that go, and now I'm stepping to a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of living, a whole new way of operating and dealing with situations. So Paul understood that, right? And, that's, and, and he wrote that in, in the Word of God. So let's get into it uh, even deeper. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14 John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14, this is what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was fully God. This is the NET version, but your version may be different, but, you know, it's cool. Just follow along and read. But uh, it says, verse 2, the Word was with God in the beginning. All things were created by him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that have been created. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. And the light shines on in the darkness, but the darkness has not mastered it. A man came sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that everyone might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created by him, but the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not receive him. And I want to highlight this verse. But to all who received him, those who believe in his name, he gave them the right to become God's children. Children not born by human parents, or by human desire, or by a husband's decision, but by God. So what does that mean? The Bible is talking about Jesus Christ, of course, how he came into the world. He was the word. He was and is the word of God. He came into the world. He, the word of God, God was spirit, and he wrapped himself in human flesh so he can show us how to walk and, and, and operate in this new life, right? But if you check this out, it says in verse 12, but to all who received him, he gave the power to become the children of God. What does that mean? When, he came, when Jesus came, he first came to the Jews. He first came to the Jewish people. But if you read the story of Jesus, you'll see that the Jewish people rejected Christ. They rejected Christ. And when they rejected Christ, you start to, all, you start to see the people who was, who, there were some Jews who believed, but the, the people who were not Jewish, begin to receive what Jesus was talking about. They begin to receive the word. So even though individuals, whether Jew or you're not a Jew, even though they started uh, uh, receiving the word from Jesus, what did Jesus begin to uh, make clear to them? That now you have become God's children. How? Because you have received the message, the message of the gospel, what Jesus had to say at that time. Because you have received it, you have now the right to become a children of, a child of God, meaning that you have the right to go before God and speak to him. You have the right for, to pray to God, and he will answer your prayers. You have the right to, um, to, to all these things that the gospel has wrapped up as benefits for your life, right? So if you notice here, he says that you become children. And why is that so important? Every child has birthright. Every child is connected to their parents. 
in a sense of whatever that parent has, the child has access and benefits because of that connection. Well, it's the same way with Jesus Christ. When, 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 what are those benefits with Jesus Christ? One of the greatest benefits is you being a child of God. You, one of the, uh, uh, another benefit of is, is prayer, where God actually hears your prayer and answers you, right? So there's many other benefits, but we, we're not going to get into all of them. But I want to get into this uh, even, even deeper to show you how. So I'm a child of God. And I come into the, uh, the, the kingdom of God, but I don't know anything. The Bible says that when you first get saved, you actually are a baby in Christ. And as every baby, a baby needs milk so it can grow. The word of God is like that milk. It talks about that in the scripture. In, um, uh, it's in Peter. Uh, what, you can just Google it. You'll find it. It says uh, uh, the milk of the word of God. You can just. Google it. I don't have it right now, but but it talks about how the milk of the word of God, as a newborn baby, as a child of God, that milk is going to begin to cause you to grow up spiritually. And just like any, just like, for example, myself, right? I've been saved for oh, um, many years, my wife included, right? But we have seen in our own spiritual life how we have went from the milk of the word so now, to the next step, which is being seasoned in the word, to the next step where you get the meat of the word, meaning that you can handle the meat of the word of God. And that's a whole other story. What is some, just so you, can, so you can see what I'm talking about, some of the meat of the word of God, where, it's, where we talk about um, when you move on from understanding the laying of, uh, of hands, you move to the point of understanding the anointing understanding the power of God, understanding how to deal with demonic spirits, understanding about deliverance and people having demons cast out of their lives. On this, I, mean, I mean, there's so much to the kingdom of God, but, but, but when you first get saved, God says, I want you to learn the elementary things. Some people, they want, they want God to, to have a flow of blessing in their lives, but they don't even obey the milk of the word of God. In other words, they, 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 they still have to be preached to about being in service and hearing the word of God. They still have to be preached to when it comes to letting go fornication out of their lives. They still got to be preached to when it comes to not letting filthy communication and cursing and lying and cheating come out of there. These individuals are still, are still eating of the milk of the word of God. And God would never give them meat. Meaning that, what does that mean when God would never give them meat? In other words, God wants to talk to them about the meat of the word of God. God wants to talk to them about the heavens being open and a flow of blessing in their lives because they're being obedient. But because they still at the place of meat, I mean, still the place of milk and don't want to graduate, guess what God says? I'm going to leave you there. And some people, they, God left them there for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and they wonder why they're still struggling in their finances, why they're still struggling in their spiritual life. They wonder why they're still struggling is because they still remain at that place of milk when God's saying, how long are you going to stay at milk? You should have been at meat by now. You should have been at the place of being 
season by now where I could use you to lay hands on people, where I could use you to preach the gospel, where I could use you to, 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 to bring knowledge to the unlearned concerning the scriptures. Where are Where is the body of Christ spiritually that people don't even spend time in the word of God? And I'm going to tell you this, just and, – and, and, just uh, I'll, I'll get into the next scripture, but in Colossians. But I tell you this prophetically, just like the first message where I talked about the man of God with the that if you come up, he'll give you a hundred dollars, the hundred dollar challenge for the ten scriptures. But a lot of pastors and a lot of leaders are going to have a very rough day on the day of judgment. There's going to be a whole lot of there's there's and I give you scripture in Matthew seven. It talks about there's a scripture that talks about those who, when you read the end of the, toward the end of the chapter, Jesus says, on that day, many will say to him, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We did miracles in your name. In other words, we raised the dead. We, we cast out devils. We prophesied and people got miracles because of what you did through our lives. And you know what Jesus is going to tell them? He, say, he says to them, depart from me. You who work hidden sin, iniquity, I never knew you. And he said these individuals will go. In that same scripture, it talks about uh, false prophets. What am I saying? That, that there are individuals today, people who are pastors, who don't care about the people of God learning the word of God. They don't care. They care more about you paying your tithes and you giving money to a building than your soul being built so you can make it in, in this evil world that we're in that from the tricks of the devil. They care more about that. That's why you see them. You, you, you may, you, in other words, you see them that as soon as you start, as soon as you, that per, they hear about, you know, someone, um, uh, 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 in some type of sin or something like that. They don't care about They only preach on that stuff. They only preach about what you can have in this life. And they don't preach about preparing your soul. They don't preach about souls and things like that. But I just wanted to touch that for a second and just give that word of, uh, of, of, of prophecy as I get uh, deeper. But in Colossians, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 11, Here's what it says, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 11. Here's what it says, right? Now, it says in the highlight of this Bible, it says, exhortations, which means encouragement, to seek the things above. To seek the things above. You want to grow as a believer? You want to grow as a, a child of God? Seek the things that are above. Let's, let's get right into it. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. What does that mean? That means that where Christ, Christ rose from the dead, if you want to know how real Jesus is, think about this. When he died, the Bible says that he he came back to life, appeared to people and his followers, and as they were looking at him, he began to just rise to the sky to the point where they couldn't even see him no more. Now, think about, say, your auntie, your uncle, or something like that, you know. If, if, if you know, you watched them die at the funeral, <laughs> you know, you cried on the co in the coffin, 
and, and all that, and you done fainted three or four times, and then they say, hey, how you doing next week? You know, you'll run and call the police, you know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't see you there. Well, that's what happened to the disciples. They, were, they thought he was a ghost or something at times. They couldn't even believe it. But, he is, but Jesus Christ is right now on the right-hand side of the Father in heaven right now. And, and not only is he in heaven, but he hears us. And what does the Bible say about seek the things that what Christ is? In other words, seek the mind of God, how God thinks. God's way of doing things. Here it what says in verse 2. Keep thinking about things above, not on things on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you too will be revealed in glory with him. What does that mean? That means that when you come, when, uh, we don't have time to get too deep into that, but when Jesus Christ comes back, he will come back to establish his kingdom on this earth. And, we, and the children of God will be with him, right? So if your life is in Christ, guess what? When he comes back, he has you in mind. You will be with him. You will be with him forever. Wherever Christ is, that's where you're going to be. Why? Because your life is in Christ, okay? So let's go in more and understand it more. So put to death whatever... Your nature belongs to the earth. Sexual immorality, impurity, shameful passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. Who are the sons of disobedience? People who do, who do not obey the word of God. They are sons of disobedience. Verse 7. You also lived your lives in this way at one time when you used to live among them, but now put off all such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with its practices and have been clothed. I want to highlight this verse. And have been clothed with the new man that is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who created it. Here there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, label people, crisis all and in all. I'm just, I want to put it just in a nutshell. When Paul, Paul again, he's writing here, when he mentions about this new life, if you notice, he's talking about putting off the old man. You notice he's talking about seeking after God, seeking the word of God. Where is Christ? He's in heaven. Who is Christ? The word of God, according to John chapter 1. Like we, were, we, we read. So when you're seeking after the word of God, you're seeking heavenly things. When you're in prayer, you're seeking heavenly things. When you're, when you're saying, God, give me more of your Holy Spirit. You know, give me more of your word. Help me to understand your word. You're seeking heavenly things. When you're not caught up in the things of this life, when you're not caught up in money or, or all these different things of uh, um, uh, premarital sex and relationships, and, and you're searching after a man or a woman, or, or you're searching after everything else that does not lead you closer to, to Christ. When you are seeking after heavenly things, what's taking place? You're putting off the old man. You're putting off the old ways. And you're putting on the new man with new ways. You're renewing your mind according to the word of God. Renewing your mind, meaning that you're, you, meaning that you're allowing God to show you how he thinks about those situations. And because you're changing how 
you're, you're changing how you think. Your thinking is connected to your actions, and therefore your actions will change. So I wrote this down to close out, and we'll close it out. Through renewing your mind, you are putting on your new identity as a son or daughter of God. You're putting on a new identity. You're a new person. You're not the old person. You know, a lot of people, when they, when, when, you know, when you see that the same old friends are still comfortable with being around you, or they don't know that you're a Christian, they don't know that you're a believer, and they still, and you conform to what they're doing, it's because you haven't known your true identity yet. But when you, now, now I want to make this, I want to give some understanding because at the same time, when you allow, say, for example, you have old friends, but they still respect your, 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 your stand for God. They still respect your new identity. And yet you can still have some type of dialogue with them, probably, probably hang out or whatnot, or, or they respect. But guess what? These same individuals, you'll notice that they'll ask you questions about God. They'll ask you questions like, hey, what church you go to? See, these individuals, they're like Jesus, what Jesus did with the, with the sinners. He sat down with sinners, and the religious people said that something wrong with you, Jesus. You must have a demon or something, because how can you sit down with these sinners and, and still be calling yourself righteous? And the religious people had a problem with that. But Jesus said, this is what Jesus' response was. People who are sick, they need a doctor. People who are not sick, they don't need a doctor. So Jesus saw himself as that doctor that was, that was the antidote, that was given the antidote to sick sinners who, who were sick with sin, and they needed the antidote of the word of God. I mean, I think that's so powerful because a lot of religious people today and people who are self-righteous, in other words, uh, people who have their own um, righteousness or their own ways of what they think that uh, a person should, should how they should look. There's some, for example, there's some people that think that, that uh, a Christian can't wear jeans, which is, which is foolishness. It really is because God's looking at your heart not your outward appearance. But there are some religious people who, because you're walking in your new identity, because you're working, walking in your new identity, they have a problem with your freedom. They have a problem with your new identity. In other words, they see that you're full of joy, you're full of life. You're not, re- you're not religious, you're not traditional. In other words, you, 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 your, your life, you allow God to cause your life to change and it will be pure and not have a form of godliness where on the outside you look pure. You may wear a suit on Sunday and, and things like that, but on the inside and in your life, you're still living in sin and you have not put off the old man. See, that's what we're dealing with in our generation today. And that's why Paul said, put off lying, all these, all these things that how you used to live. Because when you really believe that you are a new person, you have a new identity, these are the things you walk in. And when you see the struggle going on, it's because you're struggling with that, that flesh, that old part of you that's gonna be, that, that is still going to try to 
try to uh, uh, fight with your spiritual man. That, in other words, your flesh, the part of you which is your sinful nature that wants the things of the world, that you see that battle in you. You're going to see that till Jesus comes, until Jesus Christ transforms this body and he gives us a glorious body when he comes back. The scriptures talk about that, but we're not going to get too deep into that. But you'll find that fight that you're having is with sin. And that came from Adam. Adam put us in this mess, and humankind was cursed by sin because of the decision Adam made. And thousands of years later, when you look at what's going on on TV, it's sin that we're battling with. And, be, and so in the midst of all that, in the midst of all that, this identity, this new identity that God gives us, people may try to battle against it. Your flesh, your, the sin in your flesh and your old desires may try to battle against it. But when you're strong in who you are in your faith, you'll be able to uh, overcome it and put it under suggestion and walk into your new life as a child of God. So I'm going to end right there uh, today.